and Andy on the Brekkie Show this morning. We're going to have a conversation with Jeff Shelley, Jeffrey Shelley from the Australian Electoral Commission about the results of the election, as well as, you know, all the finer details behind the election that um, Jeff will uh, bring, bring light to. You there, Jeff? Good morning. Good morning. So, um, the results of are final now? Look, they are. A uh, very long journey, of course. Uh, many, many weeks from the, uh, the start of the election when those writs were issued. We've declared the results for the election for the Northern Territory. And uh, in, the, in the division of Lingari, Marion Scrimjaw is the successful candidate for the Labor Party. Vision of Solomon, I've got Luke Gosling, who's been re-elected. He's also with the Labor Party. And in the Senate, we've got Malandiri McCarthy, the Labor Party, and Jacinda Price, for Country Liberal Party. So all of those declarations have now been completed. It's good to see some new representatives for, for the Northern Territory in this election. Yeah, indeed. There has been some changes. So in Lingiari, of course, Warren Snowden was uh, was in that division for uh, for many uh, yeah. many. Um, Electoral cycles. I think he won eight eight times in a row there. So uh, Marion Scrimgeour coming in, of course, also for the Labor Party, uh, and again Luke Crossling going round for the third time. Uh, Malandiri McCarthy being elected for the third uh, third time in the Senate, and Jacinda Price, of course, is a new senator for the Northern Territory. Um, Jeff, can you tell us about the voter turnout? How how was it? Yeah, look, the voter turnout was a bit down, I have to say, uh, in this election. Um, so in Lingiari, uh, the voter turnout was uh, was under 70%, uh, 67% thereabouts. Mm. Uh, and in the division of Solomon, it was uh, around 80%. So that's, that's down. Both of those divisions are down on the 2019 figures. We don't know exactly why at this stage we can only uh, surmise that uh, it may have something to do with, uh, with COVID people contracting COVID, uh, being close contact, something in their household that might have been ill, or some reluctance to perhaps go to our polling places, even though we had okay, the, the COVID measures uh, in those polling places to make sure that people were safe. Uh, but look, other than that, um, we're not sure why the turnout was down, um, around sort of 5 6%. Uh, so at this point, we put in a, a really big effort to try and uh, communicate to people uh, that uh, the services are available, uh, and uh, also provide that safe environment for people to go to. But uh, I have to also say that nationally, turnout was a little bit down. So it's not just in the Northern Territory. There's been a, a lower voter turnout right across the country. I mean, it wasn't for one of trying them. I, I dare say, the, I know for a fact, the Australian Electoral Commission was out there in the remote communities trying their best to get um, people to vote. Um, you had enough officials out there, didn't you, Jeff? Oh, look, we did. Now, the service that we offered in 2022 was very similar to what we offered in, in 2019. So we visited uh, over 170 remote communities right across the Northern Territory. That's across that two-week period that we have available to us. Uh, 16 teams, around 85 staff in those teams, including uh, Services Australia staff. They're our key partner. They help us deliver a service to remote communities. So a big effort, uh, very logistically intensive. We had lots of challenges along the way, things that we wouldn't uh, expect to occur all in a single election, but they just all seemed to come our way this time around. Uh, big weather event, 
uh, out in Arnhem Land, for example, yeah. blocking roads. We, we couldn't drive. We had to charter helicopters and uh, small planes to get our teams out. Um, I think we had, we've had a couple of accidents, lots of flat tyres on vehicles, a couple of locked gates that people were supposed to open for us and yeah. didn't in the, and of course the mobility of, of people moving uh, across communities, uh, sorry, business, other cultural business and, and our ability just to, to find out where they were and then go to those locations to mm. offer a service. So really, really challenging, but we certainly did everything we could to provide the opportunity for people and communities to vote. Yeah, well, that's really good. Um, what now, Geoffrey, um, like post-election for the AEC? Yeah, well, we're just wrapping up the election. There's there's lots of administrative work. It's not the exciting part of it for us. The delivery part is, uh, is where we... Uh, we are a little bit more excited and uh, now, of course, wrapping it all up. But I think, you know, in terms of uh, what we do between elections, and people do ask, ask us, what, what do you do in that three-year cycle between elections? It must be pretty boring with your feet up on the desk. Well, well that's not the case. We, we do uh, manage the electoral role, uh, and that's ongoing. And one of the big things that we're focusing on this time around is engagement with people in remote communities. The, the outcomes uh, from the remote area mobile polling are not where we need them to be. Uh, the turnout is not where we'd like it to be. The number of people, uh, community people on the roll, uh, is not what we'd like it to be. So we've got a lot of work to do, and I think this is this is the big body of work for us over the next three-year period. And, and if you think about it in the context of uh, a possible referendum uh, coming up within this next electoral cycle, the Federal Labor Party of made it uh, very clear that that's uh, what they would like to do. Um, a few things will have to happen for, for that to occur, but certainly we need to be ready, and part of that readiness for us is uh, engaging with our partners that we already have through our Indigenous program, um, getting out into community, getting local people working for us, uh, working with community members, uh, encouraging people to, to be on the electoral roll, and then understanding what, what the democratic process is the three levels of government, what each of those levels of government do. Uh, so there's a, when there's a greater understanding, there's a much um, higher likelihood that people will engage. So this is a really big job that we've got ahead of us, uh, readying ourselves for for that possible referendum. doesn't mean it will happen in this electoral cycle, but um, there's certainly a possibility of that occurring, and we're going to make sure we're ready. Uh, and that engagement work is really important. So... Personally, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for us to make a difference now. Yeah, and hopefully the, the referendum will be a key factor in getting higher voter turnout. Yeah, look, I think so. I, I think there's a, a real... Um, will, will be a push for, for people in remote communities, so Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, to, to be on the roll. Uh, the referendum, of course, we know will, will be, or we think it'll be about recognition of um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people in the Constitution. Yeah. That's the first part of it. Uh, and the second thing, of course, is uh, a voice to Parliament. So if that's the way, uh, if those are the questions uh, on the referendum paper, we don't know yet, but, but possibly that's how it'll play out. Um, there's certainly there's certainly some, some interest, you would think, for people living in communities uh, wanting uh, to be on the roll, wanting to be involved and having their say in that referendum. So... Uh, important work um, yeah. and uh, that's going to be our focus over the next period of time. 
Yeah, and the Labor government certainly is um, pushing for greater recognition of our uh, First Nations people. I mean, even stemming, stemming back to um, previous Prime Ministers that um, have really tried to push it. And now, now with um, Anthony Albanese, hopefully um, something can go, go forward in the right direction. Well, well, that's right. And one of the uh, one of the first things that uh, our new prime minister said in um, in his one of his speeches there was about the Labor Party's commitment to that referendum and how important that that was uh, in terms of the values that the Labor Party hold and uh, and their desire to see um, to see change in this area. So, with that level of commitment, first up, and um, discussions are already occurring with some of the ministers about that. Um, there's, uh, there's certainly an opportunity for that referendum to occur, but it's a long journey. It does yep. take a long time, and we, we wouldn't imagine that would be within two years. It would take two years for that to be uh, worked up and for okay. all the, uh, the, the the pieces or the ducks to line up, if you like, uh, for that to occur. So a couple of years away, probably 2024, if it is to happen in this electoral cycle. All right. Well, well thanks, Geoffrey. Geoffrey Shelley from the Australian Electoral Commission for coming on the show and giving an analysis of... Um, the election and the results and, yeah, some really important things that you have to keep in mind, like, um, you know, the voter turnout and ways we can um, raise that from, from where it is now, from 70%. But thanks, Geoffrey, for coming on the show to, to give the, us your experience and expertise on the matter. Try. Try. Okay, thanks, Jeff.